I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers and it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information, I think is one of the best points of how Scope Now can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know, having that relationship, you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope Now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. If you're a member of Scope Now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports and put your own logos on and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So. Check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox, along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. ScopeNow.com. Are you a member of NCISS? Do you know what this great organization does? The National Council of Investigation and Security Services was formed in 1975 to keep a watchful eye on legislation that affects our industry. Now more than ever, there are data privacy and DMV issues popping up all over the country. Consider joining and supporting this much-needed watchdog for our industry. Learn more at NCISS.org. Welcome to PI Perspectives. Our guest today is Kent Harris from Harris Associated Consulting. Ken is here today to talk to us about workplace violence investigations. COVID-19 has really changed the way we work, and we're going to discuss some ways for you to be proactive with this kind of risk mitigation. Please welcome Kent Harris and your host, private investigator Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Well, today we're uh, dipping into the polar vortex. I asked Ken Harris to come along. Uh, Kent and I hooked up a couple weeks ago. I thrown a question out, I think on Intellinet and uh, he responded and we just started chatting and I got to understand what he does. And I said, Hey, will you please come on my show today? We're going to talk about workplace violence and how to mitigate that. That's uh, one of his specialties. So Ken, I want to welcome you to the program. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. So polar vortex, what's going on where you're at? It won't stop snowing. 
and uh, we can't seem to get the temperature up out of the basement. And when I say basement, it's like, I think we're getting a high today of six. Wow. So, uh, and it's got a wind chill attached to it because this is Kansas and the wind blows out here. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a minus something today. So the best place to be is right here at the desk. There you go. Welcome to February. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> We're just waiting for spring. It's got to be here soon. There you go. So um, you're Harris Associated uh, Consulting. So tell me a little bit about how you got into the business and what your background is. Well, I, 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 we started to form the company back in uh, 2012. That's when we incorporated it. And uh, at that particular time, I was working um, as a contractor for the uh, U.S. Department of State uh, in the diplomatic security area. And my wife kind of mentioned to me, she goes, gee, why aren't you doing here in the United States what you're doing overseas? And I said, well, there are some things I can do here in the United States that, you know, I, I can probably make this a, a go. Uh, but there are some of the other things I can't do. Uh, and so we've just focused on the investigative side of a lot of things and uh, trying to work with schools and universities and um, uh, corporations to make sure that they have uh, what we like to call ourselves uh, as giving you a, a legally defensible position to be in. Okay. So uh, really a, a good bulkier business then is, is a whole mitigation of risk, right? That's, that's kind of your the whole risk mitigation, the whole the whole process. Exactly. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so with your background, I mean, what, what, what led you to get into that? Well, I'm, I'm former law enforcement. I was a, a bomb and arson, uh, commander. Uh, and I did that for uh, 22 years and then I retired from that and I, I went to work for the sheriff's department. Okay. The sheriff asked me when I retired, he goes, where do you think you're going? And I said, well, I thought I'd retire. And he goes, no, come on down here. Right. So uh, I, I ended up down there until uh, about uh, uh, 2013, but I had started the process of working overseas uh, on a lot of different um, State Department operations. They were uh, they did not interfere with my uh, sheriff's department work, right. and uh, the sheriff was very understanding about that. But I, I started doing that in uh, 2006, so. I, I ran all the way to 2018 uh, doing State Department work. And finally, I, I woke up one day, you know, in the desert and I looked out and I went, boy, let me tell you, I don't like this color anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You must have been all over the world, though, right? I, I've been uh, pretty much everywhere except uh, Europe. We don't do any operations in Europe, but I've all through the Middle East, uh, all through Africa, all through um, uh, Indonesia, uh, all through Asia, all through all through those areas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And multiple times in some locations. Something tells me you weren't in Kansas anymore. Oh, uh, I was clicking my heels together. <laughs> Let me tell you, there was a couple of times I clicked them so hard. I was hoping to end up in the end of my driveway. But there you go, <laughs> man, it, it just didn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, definitely getting a taste of uh, what's out there. That's, that's pretty well, neat. Well, you, you, you start to understand um, why uh, some people like Americans and why some people absolutely hate us. Yeah, we can, we can be hateable sometimes, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's really a, 
it, it can be a perplexing conversation at times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I spent my twenties and thirties, like just a workaholic and I never really traveled until I got married. And when I got married, I started traveling around the world, uh, you know, a few different places with my wife and uh, yeah, to see the the difference, you know, uh, around the world, it's, it's, right. real, it's something you never realize, um, you know, how people view Americans. I, I thought it was really, uh, really very interesting. Yeah, it really is. Now you're back and uh, you're doing your own thing over here. We're, so what, we're what type, cranking on. What type of clients hire you? What, what does your client base look like? Well, our client base is usually some sort of a um, corporate location right now. Um, the schools are not doing too much uh, because they're not in session. Right. Um, so we don't do a lot of school or university activity right now. But we do have a, a very wide uh, and very large client base that is all corporate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some hospitals that we do uh, chains. So they're right. on both sides of the state line right. that we do a lot of work with. And uh, but most of the time it's a, um, a corporate setting uh, that we're in. OK, so usually the usually the, the corporate setting is uh, they're they're big. Uh, and, uh, but they don't have an in-house, uh, security platform. Sure. So they'll contract with us because we can bring them an outsourced full on security platform that, uh, all they have to do is ask for that particular service. And we usually provide it for them. Okay. Um, and, uh, the, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of an ad need, as needed basis, Right. So they don't house the, the, the person, a single person in their office, but when they call us, they can get multiple people that show. Right. So uh, it's been my experience, I guess, with this type of work and I haven't done much of it, but I, I did have a, a little taste of it. Uh, it's almost like don't ask, don't tell a lot of times with, uh, with management, like they really don't want to like know about <laughs> their employees until it's too late. <laughs> so. Well, that's kind of one of those things. And that's kind of the challenge to anybody that does these types of investigations, especially a workplace violence uh, type of investigation is um, first of all, the, if the HR department calls you and suddenly says we have a problem, well, it's not that problem just didn't come in our office today. Yeah, exactly. That problem's been boiling for a while. And finally it's gone from, the start of where the problem is, it doesn't go through any planning process, but it goes from problem to crisis. Right. And they're in crisis immediately when they call you. Sure. And they're like, yeah, we've, we've got a real serious situation going on here. How, how fast can you get here? Right. And I'm like, Oh man. (laughs) So do you get hired to do like, uh, like monitoring of employees and things like that, like social media monitoring and, and things like that? We check social media. We don't monitor it, but we do check it occasionally through these types of things. Right. Um, uh, a lot of times it's, it's already, they've already done it. The HR department's already done the monitoring and they'll show us clips of, of things on social media that they Amazing have, take, have they taken a look at, but there's, like I said, there's no where it starts. There's no planning process in the middle. And they just go right ahead and go straight to crisis. And once they get to crisis, it's, they don't know what to do. There's there's no plan. Sure. Sure. So for somebody who's 
looking to get into this work, uh, they have an interest in, in providing this type of service. What would you recommend on, on how to start doing this type of work? If you're already a, a private investigator and you've got law enforcement experience or you've been an investigator for a long time, um, I would probably tell you to start looking at attending some conferences or Zoom meetings uh, conferences that um, are done by uh, the Society of Human Resource Managers, mm -hmm. uh, SHRM, and listen to what they're doing or what they're saying. Right. And as an outsider then, you're thinking they're trying to put together a plan here, but they always seem to leave out uh, the security side of it. Right. Uh, they, they, they talk about, uh, we're, well, we're going to plan these uh, uh, terminations uh, and try to avoid a workplace violence incident. Sure. Uh, they do everything but include the security or investigator aspect to it. And it, a lot of times that's, that's the disaster part. They, that's where they're in crisis. Then they think about it. Yeah. I just keep thinking about that movie office space with the dude that burned the place down. Cause someone took a stapler. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, well, it, 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 that can be serious. It can and be serious, if, right? If that's your favorite stapler, I mean, you know. <laughs> right. uh, with the Bobs interviewing everybody, you know, what do you do here? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see how that was the problem. Uh, but it's funny that that uh, most uh, most people that get into uh, this type of work, they have to be a good interviewer, right. and to do good interviews, because one of the things you're going to spend most of your time doing is if you get called in on a workplace violence type of uh, investigation, you're, you're going to have to start interviewing. And this is not one of those things, you know, it's not a one hour police show yeah. where it, it starts off and you interview and, and by the end of the hour, you got somebody that's, you know, in jail. It, it does not work that way. Right. And, and trying to, to talk to, uh, you know, HR managers or, or the um, CEO or the plant manager or whoever, uh, some of these investigations can take one to two weeks just on the investigation side because you're interviewing everybody. Sure. And yeah, then you I, have to, you have to separate all of those interviews from what's factual right. and, and what's throwing me off the track. So I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm sure like social engineering and being able to establish rapport with somebody that, that is a very important skill to have in doing this kind of work. Very, very important. Have you ever done any training with like, human lie detecting or anything like that? Have you ever uh, done any of that stuff? I've taken a lot of those classes, you know, went to the Reed college on interviewing and interrogation, you know, both that and the advanced class. And, uh, but I've never, I apply it, but I don't, uh, I don't teach it. Yeah. I don't know that. Well, first of all, I don't know anybody would listen to me, yeah. um, but I've got a, I've, <laughs> I've got a lot of investigations that have turned out well because you establish a good rapport with the person that you're talking to yeah. and then, uh, and, and then move it into, let's gather some information here. Yeah. And it may be maybe several interviews before you actually get to the meat of what's going on. Yeah. There's, um, Stephen Kamorik from conflict international WAD. Um, yeah. he, he teaches, uh, human lie detecting and uh, I did an episode with him and, and, uh, I've watched some of his videos on how to do this kind of stuff. It's fascinating I and mean, yep. really, really fascinating. Just under understanding what deception is and how to get around it, uh, is a super fascinating topic. And then being able to establish rapport on top of that, you know, without, you know, alienating somebody cause they know what you're there for, especially if they're a guilty party. Right. Well, yeah. And, and, and if, if I have the guilty party in there, it's one of those things where I'll start the interview off with letting them know that I'm just investigating this. I'm not the police. I'm not an attorney. 
and I'm not a judge. You know, no one's going to jail today. No one's, there's nothing that's going to happen other than to me. Uh, and that's gathering information. Right. And, you know, the more upfront you're in front of this train, then you don't get run over by it. So the best information needs to be factual and truthful with us. And then, you know, then I always ask them, are there any questions that you have of what we're getting ready to do? Right. And uh, if they go, no, let's just get on with it. Oh, okay. Let's go. Yeah. When I started um, getting into this field, I worked for a, uh, like a retail investigation company and, you know, we did mystery shopping. We had um, sure. undercovers and, and things like that. And we would do these integrity checks. And uh, as I progressed through the company, I became the guy who started interviewing people after they were caught. And to me, it was always just amazing the psychology behind it, you know, understanding the criminal mind on why somebody thinks they're entitled to take something or be deceptive about something. It, it was, and this was like, this is the nineties. So, that, you know, like there wasn't that much technology behind it. It was more the read type stuff. And, and uh, you know, they give wonder lick tests before they hired people just to get a sense of whether or not they were actually, you yeah. know, good people, which it's just a bunch of baloney, you know? Exactly. But uh, it was super interesting. But that's, that's kind of one of those things. And, you know, it's like if the HR department or if the CEO wants uh, results, you know, immediately, you have to kind of inform them that this is a process right. and we, we, it's not that we're taking our time, but we are to make sure that we gather the factual information and separate the, the fantasy or the, the, what's made up. Right. Uh, and, and we want to be as, as uh, factual as we can. So when we present that information to them, they can make the most accurate decision. And again, that little tagline that we use, you know, we're, we want to put you in a legally defensible position because the biggest thing we want to present, uh, protect them from is a, is a wrongful termination yeah. type of lawsuit. Yeah, I believe that. Definitely. Um, okay. So we're going to jump out and take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to start really diving into this topic because I want to know more about this and how it all works. And we're going to talk about some experiences that you've come across in, in, in doing this work. So everybody sit tight and we will be right back. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. PI Perspectives. Today, I want to talk to you about the Investigators Toolbox. Many of the folks who listen to this program actually have already signed up and have joined this online community for investigators and the investigative community. It's a place to go for networking. It's a place to go for continuing education, uh, watching webinars, doing your continuing education credit. It's a place also to read up on uh, the latest trends in the industry, stay on top of all the news articles. It's actually supported by some really, really great businesses that support our industry. They're offering discounts and benefits actually for your membership. And then the, the OSINT catalog, we've got a huge OSINT catalog that you can make your own private library. You essentially pick and choose what you want to be in your library, um, however you do your research. Check it out today. It's uh, www.investigators-toolbox.com. Listeners of the show, if you use the code PIP, 201836, you'll save an extra 20%. Investigators-toolbox.com. 
Go check it out today. Need some investigative work done in New York? Look no further than Satellite Investigations. With over 24 years of investigative experience, Matt and his team offer the best service out there. There's a reason why Satellite Investigations is known as the number one personal injury investigative firm in New York. So visit SatellitePI.com to learn more. PI Perspectives. Congrats to show guest Chris Salgado. Chris dons the latest cover of PI Magazine and highlights CyberPoll. The issues available today. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Uh, we're joined today within the polar vortex by uh, Ken Harris. <laughs> Ken, welcome back to the program. Thank you. So we're talking workplace violence. So walk me through how your firm gets contacted when there's a situation. How does this all go down? Well, I have, um, a, a, this one is absolutely crazy. Uh, and this is how we get contacted. Um, I kind of have three or four different scenarios of how we get contacted. Okay. Um, was sat down at the desk and it was 8.05 uh, and the office phone rings. And on the other end of the line, uh, a woman's voice just very meekly and quietly goes, come quick oh, brother <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like oh okay who who is this right exactly and, and she told me who she was that she was in a program that i delivered to uh, an hr group uh and um she had my card and but come quick and here's the address and my biggest thing was what happened right tell tell me what's going on should I bring uh, a, a gun? Yeah, well, they, they had a termination that went very poorly. Okay. And uh, on the exit of the person they terminated, he turned to them and said, I'm going to get my rifle and I'll be right back. Oh, boy. And that was the come quick reason right there. Sure. Come quick. I feel like people should have like a bat phone for you, right? You see a signal in the sky. <laughs> I, I'm like, you know. That's just one of those things where that's that's one that sticks with you forever. And that was like five or six years ago. Uh, so, but it, so what happened? Did, did he get his rifle? Or, or well, he did show back up with his rifle. And uh, we, we did have the uh, police department that was sitting in the parking lot uh, before I got there and intercepted him and um, basically told him that he needed to leave the property. He was he was terminated and had to had to go away. Right. But uh, the the um the hr director that made that call uh she was very upset with the police because they didn't take his gun away right and and the police told her which was correct that he did not exhibit any intent that it was located in the back of his car it was away from him he wasn't brandishing and, it anymore. no and uh second amendment checks in here and uh we told him to just get off the property yeah, uh, so but we were there for three days doing a protective detail for three days to make sure that uh, you know he, he wouldn't come back did you surveil but, him like set something up where he lived and all that or no right and we were there at the company uh, as well to make sure that if he uh, slipped through somehow um, that uh, you know we would be there waiting for him if he showed up mm -hmm. but in the process of doing that I, I, I asked the uh, HR director I said well um, okay, this, this went poorly. I said, did it go to your 
did it follow any of your policies and procedures? Right. I guess you, you have your after action report, right? You got to go through, right. and look through and see. Yeah. Talking, talking through that. And uh, I got this blank stare uh, from the HR director and she goes, we don't have any. Right. We don't have any policies or procedures for this. So crazy. So they had no workplace violence policy. No. And it falls under OSHA under that, um, the, the clause for, um, uh, safe work, safe work location. So workplace violence falls right in there. So that's just one of those, uh, you know, you you need to do that. I said, and we can help you with that. So after our three days was up, uh, I come back to the office here. I'm starting to put together some information for him. And I called her and I said, how do you want to proceed on this? And she goes, we don't, we're good now. Well, the next one, right? I, like, I think that yeah. that's the biggest problem when you do this type of work is all these businesses are all reactionary. Nobody's proactive. You know, well, like I said, they went to crisis and now they're not in crisis anymore. Yeah. So they've taken it down a notch. And so it's all good. Yeah. It's, it's must be super frustrating, man. It, it, it can be, it, it can be, it's, okay. it's very frustrating. Okay. So, so that's an example of when, you know, uh, it's crisis mode here. Walk, <laughs> walk me through an example of somebody who's actually doing things the right way that contacts you to bring you in to, to set up a plan and how that works. What does that look like? All right. Well, we just finished a, a three week, uh, <clears throat> operation in a, um, uh, an industrial plant. Uh, they're, they're a nationwide company. Uh, they've got seven locations, one which is in Canada, which is one of their larger uh, manufacturing companies. They had uh, a, a complete um, blow up out on their uh, production floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, by complete blow up was uh, it, it came to uh, fists. We had car windows broken out. Uh, we had. Yeah, it was mayhem was going on yeah. and uh it was funny because the the new ceo had been there for two weeks okay and and i just and the, the hr director had been there for four weeks oh, goodness. and so everybody's new and um but the ceo knew who we were he knew our company because we've done business with his other company he was in okay and uh he called up and, and uh, it was about 10 o'clock in the morning and he goes, Hey, good morning. He goes, uh, are you doing anything security today? <laughs> and I went, what's up? <clears throat> he goes, how fast can you get to our company? And he gave me the address and I go, Randy, what, what happened? <laughs> it's the cuffs. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said, we've had a, a major league uh, ex- meltdown in our, on the plant floor. Huh. So when I showed up, he wasn't kidding. There was five police cars in the, uh, in the parking lot. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite the mess. So the, the initial thing was to work immediately with, um, HR and the, uh, plant, um, vice president of operations on putting together termination, uh, packages for the, for the people that were involved in the mayhem. And everything went through a process. Not only was security, our end involved in this, but they had their legal department involved in it. It followed um, a, a guideline that they had. And uh, when it came time to do the termination, they did them one at a time privately in the, um, 
plant VP's office and walked out out the door. Right. So that one went smooth and we have had no kickback and we've had four terminations with that company so far. Right. Right. That's, uh, that, that's interesting. There, there's definitely do's and don'ts. It looks like, right. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. It's they're, they're trying to do it. And right now we're in the process of rewriting their policies and procedures on workplace violence. And um, also we're, we added in something and this is pretty important that um, in larger corporations, when you have a woman in that corporation, in that popular, the workforce that's in there, mm-hmm. that has a, an ex parte order for protection from the court for an abusive boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, whomever, um, who usually knows about that is my question to the HR director. And they go, well, we, we don't know. Nobody. So when that person shows up here at the building and asks for Sally, you're going to let them come in because that's what's going to happen. Right. You're going to, you're going to let them in. Yep. And if they, if nobody knows about this and then the mayhem begins right there at the front desk all the way until they get to their target. And it usually results in a suicide by the shooter. Right. Yeah. It's so, uh... So now we're working on policies that, that will, if you have an order, you need to report it to HR. And that's and, a tough thing to do. Like, you know, you're counting on someone who's got a very uncomfortable situation is probably very embarrassed by it. Oh yeah, exactly. What's right about it. But I, I guess if you have the policies in place, you're, you're protecting your client, right? So liability wise. <laughs> that's right. Well, and again, that's one of those legally defensible positions. If something goes sideways, it was done this way. Right. If there was a violation of the company policy by that person, then there are consequences to that. Right. That totally. So, makes sense. so let's pivot a little bit. Let's talk about COVID and let's talk about how the whole work from home situation has affected what you do and what you're seeing. And, uh, you know, I, I would assume there's still, you know, some workplace issues. It may not be hand to hand violence, but I'm sure there's some, some craziness going on. What, what has been your experience in the past year and a half? Well, COVID has presented us with a few things. And one is, uh, dealing with the, the large corporations that we are, are working with. They're, they're reduced down to about they have a building that holds uh, 300 people and they're down to 30 in that, you know, just a maintenance crew to keep the, the place warm and somebody to answer the phones. Mm-hmm. Um, so since everybody's working from home, if the HR department or anybody else in there has a, a supervisor of some sort has a problem with an employee and, um, whether it's performance-based or evaluation-based or something like that, uh, sometimes there is no provocation other than it's just pure anger that um, gets the person um, in the crosshairs of those folks. But they'll use COVID as a means to eliminate people from their workforce. Right. So just like we're too slow, we can't we can't support your salary. Beat it. Right. 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 They're just, you know, well, we're, we're cutting back on the company. Everything's being uh, uh, cut back and you're one of them. You're, you're getting cut back as well. Oh, and by the way, you're the only one. Everybody else stays when you, you got to go. That's <laughs> it's exactly what goes on. Yeah. And usually when that happens, there's kickback 
because people forget, you know, you don't just fire that person, you fire the family as well. And when the family suddenly doesn't have uh, health benefits or suddenly doesn't have uh, the money to go buy groceries or to, to take their kid to the doctor, whatever it is, uh, that that gets people to do things that are not exactly right. Right. So uh, it can be anything from uh, that person probably has, that's been the problem has probably been downloading uh, a lot of uh, company information. And he has that information because he's still hooked up to the company computer right. from his home. So now your, your internal computer information has been um, taken hostage, so to speak. Uh, they have that. If they're a good computer person or they know someone, they could, they could put a virus in there. Yeah, they they can lock your whole system down. The whole scorched earth policy, right? Just pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You, you mess with me. I'm going to mess back. Yeah, and um, it's, it, it may not be a, a physical altercation, but it'll be a, a cyber altercation. We got a couple of cyber guys that are in our company here and, and they're just scary as heck to talk to because they, they know things. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they know they know a lot more things than I do when it comes to cybersecurity. That'd be nice to them. <laughs> that, that's right. So <laughs> you give them a good Christmas bonus, please. <laughs> that, uh, yes, sir. And um, so I'm, I'm very happy when those guys are involved because they can they can tell you where these things are coming from and what's what's going missing or what IP address this has come from. Right. They're they're good at what they do, but those are the kind of things that uh, COVID has really uh, caused a lot of reactions. There's been some other things that COVID has done which are positive, and that are some, if there's a, a bumpy situation going on in the office with, uh, you know, uh, employees, male, female, now the separation, they can do their work and not be hampered by a, a person's contact or uh, a comment or anything like that. So it's very uh, hard to have inappropriate touching when you're <laughs> in that, different locations. There, there is. And, and a lot of times, um, you know, those types of things are, are actually going on and um, that they know they're going on. They just haven't dealt with them. And that's one of those, wow, you, now you've got a good separation. That's, it's been a year right. uh, and, and you've got a good separation going there. There may be if everybody gets back together, there may be a rekindle of all of that activity when they show back up. So, you know, HR and the, and the um, uh, plant managers and the supervisors all have to be aware of all these little nuances that are going on because it could start right back up again. Right. So do you have people on staff that have like an HR backgrounds that are, are general yes. and things like that? We have one, one of our guys is, is, uh, has an HR background. He's also a licensed private detective. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, um, he is very knowledgeable in, uh, especially setting up policies, procedures, and, and, uh, things like that, mm -hmm. uh, for, for companies and dealing with, if an HR person has a question, they can call him and go, Hey Vince, tell me, you know, in, in your best opinion, what, what's going on here? What can I do? Right. Right. So, so what, do you, what do you see in the future here, this next six to eight months, uh, as we're slowly starting to come out, people are getting, 
you know, there's shots and, and there's, there's that uh, exhale moment of, of trying to get back to some sense of normalcy. What, what do you see uh, forecasting and what you do? Well, I, I can see um, uh, people reoccupying their spaces and, and uh, trying if there was, a, if there was a rub in there somewhere, or if there was any type of a situation um, trying to make things better in, in my opinion, this downtime and away from the office would give um, HR, the HR generalist that's in there, not just the director, but the, gen- the one that's putting the policy and the handbooks together to do a complete review of those handbooks and, and insert things or make addendums to it. They've got the time away. Uh, now is the time to start planning for the return of everyone. So everybody understands that in the past, a year ago, um, this is w- the way it was. And we weren't that well protected, but we are now because we've spent time uh, to put together appropriate policies and procedures, possibly training packages. So everyone knows right. what's what's going on. Yeah. And then you got to incorporate, you know, wear a mask, wash your hands, you know, put up this protective barrier for each desk. Right. You know, the whole physicality behind it. I mean, that, that's something that, uh, you know, I've seen in New York, you know, in, in my dealing going into Manhattan, the offices I've been in Manhattan. I mean, it's like everything's all, you know, everyone's got their, their cubicle and, and, uh, it's yeah. way. And I was actually, I was walking through Manhattan yesterday, going to a meeting and on my way back, I saw in front of a restaurant, they have these little tiny booths. Like it's, it's completely enclosed with like a, um, almost like a, a, a triangle on top of the roof. Yeah, like a yeah. like a roof triangle for two right. people, right? So they have like a little uh, little table with two chairs, and you basically get in this little pod to eat, <laughs> eat your food. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of claustrophobic. I don't think I would do really well in that thing. Yeah. I'd probably hulk out and start smashing things. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting. It's a good novel effort, and it must be hot as heck when the sun beats down on. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, because it, completely, it's all plexiglass, and I'm thinking like. Wow, the ventilation, that's probably not good either. <laughs> yeah, that's it's probably not at all. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I, I had one other item that it, it was one of the worst uh, things that happened. And it involved the HR director that the construction company uh, called us in. It was after they terminated the HR director. Okay. And the HR director had set up multiple shell companies over the years. So when the uh, uh, plant management or the CEO or the CFO would come to him, we need to, to do, uh, we need to send out this to, to do backgrounds on people. Oh, I have a company that's, that's good for that. And it would go to his shell company. Right. And it, well, the shell company was making him a lot of money. Yeah. And um, it ended up where uh, they had an audit that was done and they they found out that uh, there there was a bunch of missing money uh, that just suddenly went away. Um, And so we have a fraud investigator uh, as well. We have two of them, but one of them is a female and um, she is she's awesome. And uh, she scares me, man. I mean, you know, have you ever <laughs> you seem ever like stolen you're, you're pretty scared of your employees? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. very stressful for you. <laughs> you. You ever you ever taken a pencil? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, 
you know, but it's office supplies. Yeah. They're disposable. I'm good. Um, but at any rate, uh, she's in there and it, it comes to the point where we find out that uh, there's $1.6 million missing. Wow. Yeah. This is not a lightweight deal sure. that involves the FBI. Then we were getting information from an outside source, which happened to be the. this is really convoluted. The ex-husband of the woman this guy was dating, mm. he sends a packet of information to the company and says, here's all the companies he's, he's set up. So what happens next? That guy goes off the rails, the HR director that got canned. He drives into uh, the city, stakes out the workplace of where this guy was. He arrives to work. He gets out of his car, walks over to his pickup truck. He opens the door of his pickup truck and executes him right there. Wow. Yep. And then he's on the run that day. So now the CEO and the CFO have gone from right here to crisis. They went straight to crisis. And so we've got five agents working that day. And uh, because we figured, I I told the CEO, I said, well, it's going to only happen uh, three ways. Going to be uh, a suicide by cop, a suicide by the person that is doing that. Or it's going to be suicide by the security detail that's here at the company because he's probably coming back here. Right. Right. And uh, later on that day in the afternoon, uh, quite some distance away, uh, his car was pulled over because they had a, a be on the lookout Ebola report uh, out on the air and uh, sheriff's deputy pulled him over and walked up, starts to walk up to the car and the guy uh, executes himself in his front seat. Well, at least so he, himself he, and not, not the, the sheriff. You know? Yes. He, <laughs> he committed, he committed suicide. He did not involve the sheriff in the shooting. Yeah. And the, the CEO came up to me and he goes, we just got information on this. I said, yeah, I was going to come and tell you. Yeah. I said, but, yeah, he's gone. And, and the CEO goes, you called that one. You, you called it correctly. Yeah. I said, well, it's not our first rodeo. You yeah. know, these, these things happen. And if you don't properly plan for what's going on, then bad things happen. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the most serious one that we've had. Uh, and that was just uh, probably a couple of years ago now. Right. right. That's uh Crazy. I'm sure you've got uh, hours and hours of stories here on stuff. I could keep going. I have a long list. <laughs> I'm sure you do. So, Ken, how do folks get a hold of you if they were interested in learning more about this stuff? Uh, they can get a hold of us through um, a couple of things. I can give you my email address if you want that. Yeah, go and, ahead. Uh, it, it's K Harris, H A R R I S, at, and this is long, Harris Associated consulting.com. Okay. So it's K Harris at Harris associated consulting.com. Yeah. We'll have they that. Can, in the show they notes. can find me. They can find me on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's nine, one, three, nine, five, two, three, zero, five, five is the office phone. If it goes to voicemail, which it does uh, from time to time, cause we're just all out working. They can call me on my personal phone, and I don't have a problem with that at all. My personal phone is 913-568-4399. I'm always open to talking with uh, folks, especially if it's a new client. Uh, we work you know, all over the place, so um, 
you know, we, we try and we, like I said, we just try and help people mm-hmm. to get into that legally defensible position. Don't paint yourself into a corner. I had a, I had an, an HR director call and this is probably five or six years ago as well, had an incident. It was a serious incident and OSHA was there and they called up and said, can you do a policy and procedure for us and backdate it before this incident? Mm, not good. And I said, no, sir, I cannot do that. I love, <laughs> legally I love my life. I love my licenses. Yeah. Uh, and I plan on keeping those forever. Hey, you know, can you commit fraud for me, please? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, it makes me wonder what, what are you thinking? But I know that they were, they were past crisis. Oh yeah. No, they were they, total freak out mode. <laughs> yeah, they were totally. Yeah. And they found out that the OSHA, when it says OSHA inspector is coming out, it's an OSHA investigator. Yep. It's a federal agent that's coming out to see you. And the only thing they want to see when you come through, when they come through that door is they want to see your policies, your procedures, and your training records. And if you don't have them, you're not open. Well, Ken, this has been great. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk about this stuff. I think this is a side of the business that not a lot of people know about. Um, and uh, you, you certainly have made a career out of it. It seems like you've, uh, you've had your fair share of war stories here. Uh, so I, I appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you, Matt. I really appreciate, appreciate the time and, um, you know, if there's anything that you need, you personally or anything that, that uh, anybody needs, feel free to get a hold of me. Um, it's it's just one of those things where policies <laughs> we're we're in we're all in this thing together. And uh, you know, if we can't help each other, especially via IntelliNet or anything like that, yeah. um, you know, it's we'll 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 get her done though. Yeah, and that's another thing. So IntelliNet, that's how we hooked up, right? So you exactly. Know, uh, organizations like that are so, so important, you know, and it, it was, it was an unrelated question. I don't even remember what the question was. It may have been about cell phone records or whatever. And, uh, you know, we just, um, struck up a conversation and, um, it was very, very cool. So, you know, the associations like that, it, folks, if you're not members of the IntelliNets, the NCISS is the, you know, the NALIs, stuff like that, like you need to join those associations. They're worth their weight. Uh, it's a small investment for, uh, for big returns. So, Right. Well, most people don't understand. Everybody knows what Interpol is for police. It's an international police contact. That's what IntelliNet is for the private investigators. Yeah, exactly. It's an international intelligence. You can get a hold of anybody anywhere, pretty much anytime. That's a good one. Okay. All right, cool. So we're going to wrap up the show here. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday with a new show for you guys. So have a, a good rest of the week and we'll catch you guys soon. Thanks. Stay warm. Thanks again to Kent for joining us to talk about this great subject. It's fascinating to see how COVID-19 restrictions have affected this type of work. We hope you enjoyed. We also want to thank Scope Now, Satellite Investigations, NCISS, and the PI Institute for Education for sponsoring the show. Don't forget to check out TheInvestigatorsToolbox.com. Remember, it only takes 49 cents a day to unlock the future of investigations. So make an investment in your business and yourself today. Use code PIP201836 to save $20. If you have a question or comment about the show, just email Matt at MattTheUS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. He'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next Monday with a new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.